0: Hey, I'm Unique Love, aka Yaya, BKA, Shakita Banana, poet, blogger, full enthusiast, therapist, and BFF of Moni. And I am Simone Loud, aka
1: Moni, poet, writer, audio engineer, mentor, creative director, and Yaya's bestie. And together we are Love Loud LLC. 2008
0: marks the year we met at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. 2016 is when we became business partners. And in 2020, we started our lovely podcast, Truth Carpet.
1: Truth Carpet was inspired by our real life carpet in our dorm room that we sat on with our friends to speak the whole truth and nothing but the truth, our version of Vegas. What was said on the carpet stayed on the carpet.
0: On our podcast, we will share original poems, discuss spicy topics, and quench your thirst with this here tea. So grab your drink and let's get into it. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Love Flows Truth Carpet with me, Shakita Banana. Yes, it is me. It is I, it is she. He. he. And I'm joined with my co-host, Mo to the E to the you look cute. Ooh, look at that nose ring glistening. Oh, thank you, girl. Look at you
1: throwing me compliments today. You must want something. What you need? <laughs> I don't
0: need nothing.
1: oh my god you know how it is when the sun be shining over here
0: bro i wish i had well we did have some good weather today it was 70 over here how was the weather on the west coast i mean it's chilly
1: it's chilly but the sun is out so it doesn't feel so depressing
0: yeah that's good you know that song oh mr sun sun mr golden sun please shine down on me you know that from barney
1: I've heard it before. I was going to say I don't know where it's from, but you're, you told me.
0: It's from Barney. <laughs> well, we're here, and we are happy that the weather is nice. It's getting to be about time for getting ready to be that- Daylight savings is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. Oh, my God. I'm not ready for that, but I was going to say it's about time over here for me to do my walks outside because it's, it's nice weather, and it's not snowy anymore. Why are you not ready for daylight savings? Is that when
1: I lose an hour or gain an hour? We spring forward. So I think we lose an hour.
0: Yeah, that's why I ain't ready to lose an
1: hour. I'm not worried about losing an hour because I like when the sun the sun stays out longer during the day. So it doesn't oh, yeah, get I dark so
0: early. I definitely love that part. I just thinking about losing the hours, like gotta go to bed a little earlier to readjust.
1: Yeah, I don't say it like that. I see if I'm getting up at eight now, I'll actually get up at seven like I'm supposed to.
0: (laughs) Okay. Cup half full. You go girl.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh. I have a story for you.
0: She got a story to tell.
1: To let you know why I was late today. So, as you know, I was working out, right? And after work, I have my protein shake and I take a nice hot shower. So today, as I was entering the shower,
0: <laughs> oh god,
1: I hit my pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm not done, mind you. Let me paint the picture. So I, the, I'm the- laughing
0: because of how my pinky toe. You always see me from <laughs> my pinky toe, so that made me laugh.
1: Our shower has sliding doors. So the sliding doors sit in this metal part. So I hit my toe going into the shower on the metal part. <laughs> don't know how I did it, but I'm like, must have been because my muscles was tight. I didn't lift my leg high enough. I don't know. I hit it and immediately all I think is to grab my pinky toe. But my mm-hmm. other leg is already in the shower.
0: <laughs> so- oh my God. You fell down?
1: Girl. I did not fall. I bust my ass in the shower. Like <laughs> I
0: Dang.
1: like so I'm bouncing in the shower. Like left hand <laughs> on my left pinky toe, my right <laughs> hand on the wall. I'm bouncing up <laughs> and down. And before I know it, I'm falling.
0: I keep on falling.
1: <laughs> ass first.
0: Butt naked.
1: Booty butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but what I really wanted to do, I really, really wanted to cry. I was like, oh, my gosh, my pinky toe. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, my ass literally just saved me. Like, I wasn't <laughs> worth wearing- <laughs> My pinky toe wasn't in pain no more. But I literally sat there for, like, five minutes just like, oh, my gosh. I literally just fell in the shower. I saw all of my youth flash before my, oh my eyes. God. I'm like, now I'm going to have to put bars in the shower.
0: like an old lady
1: right to turn 31 and bust my ass in the shower I've never done that before I'm like are you serious but then I also thought you know what I'm still young and springy because the fact that my whole ass saved me from any other pain like my booty didn't hurt when it hit (laughs) when it hit the tub. I'm like, go ahead, Ash, you did
0: something. Yes, glutes. Yes, glute protection. She got the glute, glute protection.
1: protection. All that workout I've been doing has come in handy. I might feel it tomorrow, though. But my pinky toe is still intact, and it did not hurt after that. And all I could do was laugh. I literally sat there for like five minutes laughing at the fact that I slipped and fell in the shower after busting my pinky toe.
0: Mm. Bust it. Bust it. <laughs> Bust it. Hey, that's the the true busted challenge
1: <laughs> can you get up after you bust it in the shower <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I'm glad that you are okay right now
1: girl perfectly fine no bruises no nothing
0: dang <laughs> that's what happens to me <laughs> I told you it was a good excuse. Watch out. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. <laughs> Me too. This is why everybody, Moni was late to the pod, but she's alive <laughs> and well. Okay. She is well and alive.
1: And I can laugh about it and able to share it because it's funny as hell. So what's going on with you? You ain't bust your ass today? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I didn't. <laughs> but I did have a bruise. From what? From the vacky. The vacky. Yeah, I got the vacky vac, remember?
1: Oh, you did get the vaccine. How was that?
0: So I got the vaccine for COVID. Just, I gotta, you know, I gotta draw this out just in case 10 years from now, some kids like, what's the, what's COVID? So, you know, the COVID vaccine is out and I got the Moderna vaccine 10 days ago. I got the vaccine in my left arm and right after I was like, oh, this was nothing. Some hours later, my arm started to feel sore, but I was like, it's okay. It's not too bad. The next morning I woke up, I couldn't lift my arm, bro. Like, I was in so much pain. It, it felt like my arm detached from my body. Oh, my drove gosh. To the, no, no, no. It, not not in a painful way, but, like, a cartoon kind of way. Like, my arm detached from my body while I was sleeping. It drove to the gym. It worked out. Had a whole arm then came back. Like, that's how my arm felt. Like, so sore that all I did was work out that arm in that it. So then... The next day, it only hurt so that, like, if I lifted halfway up, it was in pain. And then by the third day, I was not in pain anymore. Come to day 10. This part right here, like, the shoulder above my breast kind of area, neck area, it's tender to the touch. Like, when I touch it, I'm like, what the heck? Like, did I? I know I haven't been working out. So I know it's not from that. So I didn't trip. So then yesterday, which is the night after, I was touched, I touched my arm and I was like, why is it warm over there? Like it's like hot, but I touched the other arm and it wasn't, I got up and looked in the mirror and I had COVID arm. So if you don't know what COVID arm is. I'm about to
1: say it's called COVID (laughs) arm.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's called COVID arm. If you look up COVID arm, you'll see basically a lot of people are having delayed reactions with COVID that your arm bruises up, like has like red um, bruises or swellings in your arm. I'm not sure if you'll be able to see that, but that's my COVID arm. I may have to text it to you. Like, I had red patches all over my arm. My aunt's is like a... It's as if somebody took a hot cup and stamped it on her arm. Oh, like, wow. that's how red hers was. But it's gone now. It was only there for a few hours. But I was like, whoo, y'all kind of nervous. But other than that, I'm doing well. What made I you get really the shot? Free. I felt like... Well, first, my family um, with you know, having the twins and wanting to be around them and stuff. It kind of makes my family feel more comfortable mm. um, if people have the vaccine. Also with my nine to five job, going to see my clients and stuff. I don't have a job where they come to me. I come to them. So going to going into all these people's houses and I don't know who they have in the house and they can tell me that they're um, they're fine, but I don't know what's really going on. You know, people could say, oh, no, I don't have it, but they can be feeling the symptoms and don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then two wanted to catch planes and just have that liberation. So part of me is like, why get it? But then the other part is like, why not get it? So I went ahead and got it, and I felt like more liberation would come with the vacuvac. And then my cousin texted me the other day, and more liberation is coming with people who have the vacuvac.
1: At least your arm didn't fall off.
0: I know, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you ready to go to the rundown?
0: Yes, girl.
1: Let's do it. All right, y'all know what time it is. It's time for me to give y'all the rundown. And if this is your first time, Hearing about the rundown, this is where I give you every single thing that you can expect in this here episode. So first up, in our icebreaker, Yaya and I will be discussing which Disney princess would we be. Next up, in Tweet 223, hashtag throwback, y'all, I have a poem that I'm going to recite entitled Fly. Next up in the cab, go ahead and pull up a seat, grab your drink and get you something to eat because we are honoring National Reading Month. Talking about books, reading, what we like about it, growing up reading and the things that we read about today. Next up in our dorm story segment, we have a very inspiring story to share about someone with dyslexia. And then last, but certainly not least in our community news segment, we have announcements. And per usual, there's always something for everybody. So make sure you listen to the end to see what we have in store for you. All right, girl, are you ready to head on over to this icebreaker?
0: Yes, I was about to say (laughs) icebreaker. So our icebreaker today is exactly what Moni said. A question about Disney princesses, Moni. If you can be any Disney princess, which would you be, and why?
1: I thought long and hard about this, <laughs> and it was actually difficult for me because at first I was like, "Oh, of course, I'll be Princess Tiana because she's black." Right. But then I was <laughs> like, I don't want to turn into a frog. <laughs> So I X-named that out. So then I just started thinking about Disney princess stories that I enjoyed like growing up watching. But then I was like, I don't want to be a white princess. So I decided I'll be my own Disney princess and oh, I'm going to remix it and I'm be Snow Black, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Only because <laughs> Snow White was one of the Disney movies that I watched all the time. Okay. And I was like, I'll have my seven homies. You feel me?
0: Also, the <laughs> hood version of uh Snow White.
1: Yeah, I guess something like that. Something like that. I have my little seven homies, you know, and they helping me out, trying to hide me from the chick that's trying to, like, get to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't come up with a full story yet. Me and Disney got to talk. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Disney, hit her up.
1: I feel like I want... To, there should be more Disney princesses of color to relate to like I love Moana I love Pocahontas I'm not even sure if Pocahontas is considered a princess but I do feel like there is a lack of diversity for princesses they've been switching it up and Mulan too they've been they've been switching it up and adding a bit of diversity but we need more I want my daughter to you know want to be a Disney princess that looks like her that doesn't have to turn into a a a different animal like actually be herself throughout the entire phase of the movie but hey (laughs) but that's my answer to that snow black y'all coming soon
0: (laughs) snow blackity black
1: (laughs) okay what about you
0: my first thought of course was princess tiana as well but i thought if i'm gonna be a princess disney princess i don't wanna i don't want my story to be as hard as hers like her story literally was legit life. All the other princesses got stuff handed to them pretty much like with getting the prince. Mm -hmm. But with Princess Tiana, even though she found this guy who was a prince, she still had to bust her butt to get, you know, get towards her dream. It wasn't just handed to her just because she got a prince. Like she still lived her regular life afterwards. She was just Um, crowned a princess still a great movie I still watch that today but you actually named mine it will be Pocahontas yeah and now that you say I honestly don't know if she was a princess but my childhood yeah I would say yes she is a Disney princess um that was my favorite uh movie Disney movie growing up watching Pocahontas my favorite thing about the movie really isn't even Pocahontas herself it's the willow tree I love I love the um the tree. I love the wisdom. It's like going back to see, tapping into your ancestors and getting that guidance um from that tree. And um I also loved how Pocahontas marched to the beat of her own drum. I like how she followed wherever the wind blew. And that's too following the guidance of her mom, basically, like the ancestors telling her where she should go. So just like listening to your intuition and you know all those other words that come up when people talk about <laughs> that time. Kind of, so I can't think of it right now, but that's who I would be. That's who I imagine me being, princess Princess Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I think about it too, like growing up in the nineties, she was the closest thing to black that we had. Like mm-hmm. all the other ones were pale skinned princesses, white, and Pocahontas was a, a Native American, um, Indian um woman or young girl so yeah that's so i will be princess pocahontas and you will be black snow black
1: snow black snow black coming soon (laughs) look out for it y'all i'm not kidding y'all gonna y'all gonna see this somewhere again like oh my gosh someone was talking about snow black yes i
0: was (laughs) (laughs) cut the check disney cut the (laughs) check
1: All right, darling, you already know what I'm going to say. Would you like to say it
0: this time? I do, I do. I was (laughs) ready. Are you ready to mosey on over to sweet two, two, three? Yes, I am.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Sweet 223. In this segment, I'll be reciting a throwback poem entitled, Fly. I woke up this morning, happy to be alive, relieved to open my eyes, because I know life has many battles, but I fight them every time. I'm able to get through the day, pray and it shall be done. That's what I was told, so I pray. Ask the questions that remain unanswered to give me a sign. Like when I cried about having no shoes, then saw a man with no feet. Choir sings to heavens and open the gates. Angels come down to lift me and take me off my feet. See, now I understand I'm free. Just like in a dream, I can do whatever. But maybe this is a dream and I can't wake up. Tears fall like rain. And I stand only to be left dry, walking towards an unknown place. I begin to walk in the sand, but yet I'm by myself. At least that's what's believed. Open waters, beautiful and calm, footprints alongside mine. I want to cry, but instead I smile. A light shines from the sky. The wind sings lyrics of the soul, soothes me. I don't know where I am. Where I'm going, I pray on it. Left to be lifted in hard times. I fly.
0: Yes, come through, throw back poem. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Wow.
0: The whole time when you were reciting, I'm like, what is the story behind this? Like, I'm just, I just kept wondering that. And I, I jotted down. You were crying about not having shoes but then when you saw a a man with no feet you kind of basically went back to appreciating the things that you had and -hmm. then the other line that I liked was something about the wind singing I I couldn't get the wind
1: sings lyrics of the soul
0: yeah (laughs) I like that I like that tell tell the people and tell me because I've never heard this poem before what inspired you what's the story behind this poem so this
1: poem was inspired by my great grandmother. As far as I can remember, her passing was the first funeral I had ever went to. Like that's the first funeral I can remember from when I was sixteen. So I wrote this poem thinking about her because mm-hmm. she told me that quote before. I once cried about a man having no. Sh- um, I once cried about having no shoes until I saw a man with no feet. So I got that from her. And then also I was inspired by, there's a poem called Footprints, like Footprints in the Sand and how God's with you. Like you can see the footprints, but you don't actually see a person. That's how I felt like I could associate my great grandmother still being with me. So even though I was having a hard time dealing with her passing, I was starting to beginning to understand how she was in a better place and she was happy now. So how I can associate her being happy with me being happy, which is why I talk about the choirs singing in the open gates and angels coming up to lift me and take me off of my feet, and basically like soothing everything that she's been through. Cause she lived a long life. She passed away at 96. She lived a very, oh, wow. yep. She was born in 1910. Woo! Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so she was um yeah, a part of my life up until I was 16 years old. And that was the the first funeral I can recall ever going to. So that was written in her honor, in memory of her.
0: Yes. Do you mind sharing her name?
1: Her name was Miss Mary Thomas, which actually I found out, I can't remember how old I was, but she just went by Mary. Her birth name was Melisa. Mm -hmm. and i believe she she shoots from monroe louisiana
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you got some thomas in your blood
1: Mm -hmm. it's always
0: uh funny knowing like the maiden names of your family members at least i think like uh, my grandma recently passed away and on the obituary, I was seeing, like, names of her parents and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, well, I, maybe I can't date a Thomas or a Jones." <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful poem, Moni.
1: Yeah, thank you. One, one thing to touch on real quick about family history. I recently, like, came across a bunch of, like, old papers and newspapers and clippings. I think someone had made it for my great-grandmother's birthday when she turned 86, if I remember correctly. They made a collage of things from when she was born in 1910. So there were, like, different types of news articles and what things cost at that time. Like, could you imagine getting a loaf of bread for, like, a nickel or a dime? No. (laughs) But I'm
0: also sure, like, it sounds like nothing to us, but I'm still sure it was something for them. Like, Mm -hmm. a nickel wasn't easy to come by, but it's still funny, like, thinking that, wow, stuff used to cost this little bit amount of money.
1: Right. And then just think about, like, what she was able to live through, like, from 1910
0: to 2006. Nah, bro. I can't imagine.
1: Right? Coming from the South and migrating to California yeah during the great migration i'm actually really excited about our next segment this is gonna be a real i don't know i think it's gonna be an intimate conversation in a way
0: it's gonna be a real hot topic i oh, like how you did that right okay thank you, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the cafeteria. Yo, if I could really sing, it would be a problem because I I love singing things. But welcome to the cafeteria, guys. We are talking about reading today.
1: And you know they
0: say reading is fundamental. So let's make this hot topic fun. Real quick,
1: you know this makes me think of all of a sudden in my head. Did you watch Reading Rainbow growing up? take a look it's in a book reading rainbow you never seen that show this your face is telling me you've never watched reading rainbow
0: i was trying to keep from laughing at you but i remember (laughs) that but i don't remember it enough to talk about it with you
1: why can i remember this man i think he used to come
0: on channel 13 over here
1: but he literally used to read books he was reading books on tv they should bring something i don't know if they have anything like that now if they don't they should but i, I enjoy reading rainbow anywho
0: talking about <laughs> things that we remember though i remember um there was like a tv show on channel 13 where the bears like it was a family of bears not the bernstein bears and other like bears they would go to the library reading library or something bear library I'm, i gotta google it but that was a show, and then when we got older on BET, that commercial "Read a book, read
1: a book, read a book." <laughs> that was from Ooh, Oh read my book, gosh! Read a book, read <laughs> mom. book. I remember that. Oh my <laughs> god, it was a commercial. Oh my goodness, this is way to get folks to read, I guess. Right, with the
0: twerking <laughs> and stuff in the background. I the mean, your music videos. Did you what say that you didn't want
1: black folks to know something to put it in a book. Yeah. Hey.
0: All right. So obviously we are talking about books and reading today. Hot topic is just that. So let's just jump right into (laughs) it. All right, Moni, what do you enjoy most about reading and what types of books do you enjoy?
1: So I enjoy self-help books, biographies, autobiographies, and non-fiction. Some fiction, but mostly non-fiction. Depends on what it's about. But when I read I truly enjoy being taken into another realm, another world. Yeah. Because (laughs) reading has always been an escape for me where I'm able to explore the life of another character. Almost like watching a movie, like how you go to the movies to escape your own reality. I was able to do that first with books. So books play out like movies in my head. Always have since I was a child. So it was like to the point where my mom or somebody would call me and I wouldn't hear them because I'm so in tune with what I was reading. Like I would get in trouble for oh, not wow. answering. But once they found out I was reading, I was like, well, at least you're reading a book. But when I call <laughs> you, you need to answer. But that's how much I was, I was into reading. And I definitely know it plays a large part in why I love writing now. I've always had a desire to want others to get lost between the pages of my own stories or mm-hmm. relate to a character, whether I wrote it in a book or they were watching it on screen. So having a very imaginative mind contributed to that. So as early as sixth grade. That's when I started writing. I was writing poetry, fan fiction stories. I even still have, I've, I think I've talked about this before. I have a binder full of all my old fan fiction stories. And for y'all mm-hmm. that don't know, fan fiction stories is when you incorporate uh, celebrities as characters. Oh, into I, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So I still have a lot of those. I have notes jotted about novels that i want to write i actually have a novel that i started writing that i need to get back to back when i was in high school so with that being said um i turn to those every time i need a reminder as to why i do what i do and i chose the career path that i did because i have stories to tell i have so much to give the world so
0: that is why i enjoy reading man i feel like i may as well not even answer that was a good answer. <laughs> And it also is uh, similar to mine. Um, What I enjoy most about reading is stepping away from reality and entering another world. The Mm -hmm. types of books that I started off enjoying were self-help books. No matter, well, I I was about to say no matter what it is, but I really started off like relationship, dating advice, Mm. things like that. Like, of course, Steve Harvey books. (laughs) Or like the first books that I can remember actually picking up myself and getting into. But more recently, within the last few years, I've been enjoying fiction novels. And then also um, autobiographies, biographies, things like that. Just learning about different people's lives. I like to switch them up because Mm -hmm. if I read a fiction, then maybe throw in... um, uh, Gabrielle Union's book in there and then read another fiction and then throw in um, Elaine's book in there like just try to put my mind in different places but I love getting no matter if it's fiction or a real uh, story I like to create my own movie in my head kind of like what you said I like to get lost in the story and think of the characters myself even if it's a real person just imagine what uh Michelle Obama's mom may look like well I know now but like (laughs) what her school may have looked like what that dress that she's describing may have looked like what the characters that I'm reading about may look like just kind of creating my own movie my own vision it's it's fun to do that that's what I enjoy about uh I said movies sorry that's what I enjoy about (laughs) books
1: I mean they're like movies when you really get into them so technically that's still correct
0: (laughs) Right. Is there a book that you love or that stands out or that you'll never forget from your childhood?
1: There's actually a couple. So the very, very first book, we're just going to go down the line, is (laughs) a book from kindergarten
0: called.
1: The Day the Goose Got Loose. It's one of those rhyming books. The, the Day the, the Goose Got Loose, some, some, some. It, it was It was tearing up the farm. The Day the Goose Got Loose, it was tearing uh-huh. up the farm. <laughs> but it was one of those rhy- rhyming books. I specifically remember this book because it was given to me as a gift by my kindergarten teacher. And if I remember correctly, when we had reading every week, she would give a book away to a student. I think it was random. I don't know. I was five. So... <laughs> When she gave me that book, I didn't want that one. I was upset because I wanted the book that she had read the week before. Can't remember I can the-
0: imagine you throwing the tantrum <laughs> like man miss Miss Millie, I do not want this book wow, 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 slapping the book on people's faces or tables. <laughs> hey, I,
1: I didn't do all of that. I just specifically remember I didn't say I don't want the book, but I remember feeling like this isn't the book that I wanted. I wanted the other book. I like that book better. But I've had that book throughout my entire childhood on the bookshelf. She now that I'm thinking about it, we had a lot of books growing up, me and my sisters. We had a full-blown bookshelf with a whole bunch of books. Thanks, yeah. mom. You incorporated into me be- loving reading. I'm pretty sure you contributed to me being a writer. Shout out to you, mama. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next book that stands out to me is a book called Just Us Women. I can't remember who gave it to me, but it's the first book that stands out to me that had a young Black girl on it. And the book was about her visiting her aunt over the summer and everything that they did. They took a road trip and then the different places that they went to and just describing like the fun that they were having and the things that she saw from her perspective. And it was very poetic because every so often throughout the book, it was a line and it would say, just us women just us women so I really really love that book I feel like I should purchase it just so I can have it because it's very nostalgic to me you should and if I have a tall tour I will give it to her as well read it to her you know but I'm definitely thinking about purchasing it again and then the last book that stands out in my mind was the first novel I ever read in sixth grade and I had to write a book report on it but I remember it because I was so into it it was a suspense novel about this girl who visited her friends and family at a lake every summer and one of her friends found out that their brother murdered somebody but they didn't believe oh. that the brother did it right oh. their high schoolers though they didn't believe that the older brother killed somebody so they were trying to do their own investigation to find out who the real murderer was and they came across these web of lies of things that really happened can't remember the ending but mm. it's called Twisted Summer I was like I was that was the first book I can remember not wanting to put down like being in trouble for like staying up past my bedtime because I'm like I really <laughs> want to I re, let me just finish this know what's going on exactly that's the book I can remember that I was just yeah that was a good book I think I might have that one too just so I can have it around
0: I just hate when books. I hate when books catch you, it's like, all right, after I finish this chapter, I'm going to put it down. But then they leave you on that cliffhanger. It's like, all right, I got to read more. I got to read more. <laughs> like, oh, it's getting too good. Right.
1: Before Netflix, there was cliffhangers at the end of chapters. In- and
0: <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> Are you still reading? Yes, I'm still reading. <laughs> like Netflix.
0: <laughs> yeah. What about you? What do you remember? So anytime I think back to when I was in school, I think about this book here, The Giver oh you have it
1: in your hand I wish I had a book to be like this one right here
0: (laughs) (laughs) the reason why um I have this book is because all right let me let me talk about why I remember this book and then I'll tell you why I have the book okay so I don't know why I'll never forget the book but all right I can't say sorry I can't say that it's my favorite book I don't know if I had a favorite book at that time but it's a book that I always think about and I think it's because of like what's going on in current time and has been going on for at least the last maybe 15 years, like noticing, okay, back in the day, streetlights, just the corners just street streetlights, but now the corners have streetlights with cameras on them. And there was a quote in the book or something going on in the book that they said, big brother is always watching you. So every time I'm driving around and um, I see the cameras or something's going on in the in the news, I always think about the giver. So that the reason why I have this book, mind you, I read this maybe in fifth or sixth grade, um, was because talking about the cameras, the government, the system, all of that, um, with when I was working at the jail with one of the inmates, he didn't read this book. And I was like, oh, you got to read it. So I bought it so that he can read the book and then he couldn't keep it um he had to give it back to me but that's the reason why I have the book now because I found myself talking about the giver with so many people and then this one I was like oh my god I have to buy this book so that people could read this book I did buy the Taraji book too that's a side note I bought the Taraji book and let the inmate read it but I ended up quitting the job and not getting my book back before I left but that's another story but yeah, I let
1: somebody borrow mine and I never got mine back either. And I, yes. And it was a it was gifted to me. I let somebody borrow it. They promised they was gonna give it back. This is why I don't let people borrow books. Girl. And now I don't have it. I'm just gonna buy. It. And I wrote in it too. I highlighted in it. I wrote in it. I'm you know, what, I'm just gonna call and ask for my book back now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that book is gone. And then I bought um remember Kareem Taylor from CAU? Yes. I bought his book. I mm. let this guy who I thought was so hot I let him borrow the book and I never got the book back I have no way of getting in contact with this guy he was a trainer at this gym that I used to go to and I let him borrow the book I think that was my way of flirting with him but I never got (laughs) I never got my book back but anyway this is my second favorite book Nappy Here it's a book by uh Carol Carol Levia Heron Um, I guess this actually is the first because this says that I was in fifth grade. I don't think my mom gave this to me when I was in fifth grade. But look, it says property of unique love. Grade five. <laughs> anyway, um, this book is a book about a little girl named Brenda. And throughout the book, it's a storytelling book. Her uncle Malachi is telling the story of how God blessed her with her nappy hair. Like, yeah, nobody could put a brush through that hair. Nobody could put a comb through that hair. Oh, that's the nappiest hair. Circles tangling up and up and up. And that girl here is so big. Nobody could do nothing with that hair. But God blessed her with that hair, and that's that's her God-given gifts. I like it because I, I can't pull out a lot of books from my childhood with a black girl on it, like featuring a black girl. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I love about it. And it's also teaching us that yeah, we're different. Um, yeah, our hair is different, but god ordained that god gave it to us it's a blessing so i really wish that i paid attention to this book when i was younger i wish that i got that message when i was younger and loved my hair instead of putting the creamy crack inside of it but yeah i really love this book
1: that's nice that you still have the books i don't know what happened to all the books that we had on our bookshelf from when we were a child i think the only book for sure that we still have is one about martin luther king it was mm-hmm. like a, it was like it was a bio, but it was like a children's version of it. about the size of a coloring book. And it was like hand drawn pictures on the on the inside. I think they were drawn by kids, too, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wish I had it to show you like you've been showing me. But I think that's <laughs> the only one I saw the other day that I still have from my childhood.
0: But my mom does a, a good job of holding on to stuff. And when my younger nephews were born my aunt, my great aunt pulled out all these books um, like Dr. Seuss books and some other kind of books too, you know, children books to pass down to them. And I was like, wait, that says my name in it. Like, where did these books come from? But they they were stored at my great grandma's house. So my great aunt pulled them out. But, yeah, my family do a, a good job of holding on to stuff and you'll find out about it every other day. Throwback Thursday, they posting pictures and showing you, hey, remember this, remember that.
1: <laughs> Who doesn't love a good
0: throwback? Yeah. So we're, we're spending time talking about books that we enjoyed and memories and stuff, but was there ever a time that you didn't like reading?
1: As far back as I can remember is when I started first grade. And I'm not sure if it's because I didn't know how to read or if I was scared to read out loud, but I can associate it with being at a new school, not knowing anybody and me just not wanting to talk because I was really, really shy and I didn't feel comfortable reading out loud. So because of that, I believe they didn't know what my reading level was. So I was in the lowest reading group, like group one, reading what? this book called Pug in a Mug. I will
0: never forget <laughs> that. <laughs> Wasn't one of those thick books, like the cardboard kind of?
1: Sort of. It was like, it was, it was oh, real, man. it was a, pa- it was paper thin and it had like numbers on it. So you knew a reading level that you were in either like one, two, four, five, or five, whatever. But like when you went to read, you knew what group you was in. Because if you were group one, this group, we read kind of slow. But I didn't read slow. I just was scared to read. <laughs> I grew up with hooked on phonics at a really young age. So I was able to identify with words and I knew how to write. And I was using hooked on phonics almost every day. Now that I think about it, do kids still use hooked on phonics? I love
0: my hooked on phonics. I think so. They had a whole commercial and everything.
1: Dang, that was really dope. Now that I think about it. Anywho, shout out to you, Nana. Thank you for the hooked on phonics. But being in that reading group, it wasn't for me. So at some point, I guess I was like, forget it. Let me just go ahead and read, so she can move me to this next group because everybody in this group is reading too slow for me.
0: Oh, you were showing out. <laughs> <You> Why? <were lying. laughs> this is. <laughs>
1: This is just how I remember it. I was like, maybe I just need to hurry up and warm up (laughs) and I'm comfortable enough. But even as an adult, at times, it takes me a minute to warm up to the environment before I become an active speaker. And then after a while, you may not be able to get me to shut up. So... Good luck, <laughs> but yeah, I, that's the that's as farthest as I can remember because I've always been once like want to raise my hand and want to be the person to read, and then sometimes try to like alleviate from having someone else to read. Like, come on now, why would you call on her? You know she don't feel comfortable reading. I'll read. I her. remember
0: those th- those times in school.
1: So, but yeah, first grade is the only thing I can remember and associated with me being shy.
0: oh <laughs> yeah, I I can't remember way back as far as you can, but I definitely know. Once I got to my middle school, um, not once, but like after a while, maybe like sixth grade, I started to hate reading. I felt incompetent. I always felt like even though my teachers were saying that I'm up to speed and I'm I'm an avid reader, I just felt like I was reading slow because I wasn't the fastest reader in school. They had like this thing, you know, remember popcorn reading?
1: Yep. You go bouncing around and random people, everybody get a chance to read.
0: Yeah, like they'd be like, oh, Simone, i picked pick Simone to read next. So a lot of times people got teased because then they'll pick people who they know can't really read, or the teacher will like, pick on somebody who you feel like they're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So I had this thing still today, too. Like, I'll just, like, start daydreaming in the middle of nowhere, and then I hated (laughs) being picked on when I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, oh, my God, where are we kind of thing. But aside from that, it was more so me feeling like, I wasn't smart enough, like people being able to answer certain questions or people reading the book. Uh, for example, we were supposed to read two chapters that night for homework and I couldn't read it Like because I got tired or I wasn't engaged in the book. Then the next day we have a quiz or they're asking questions and I can't answer the questions, but... These other people can, so am I not smart enough because I I wasn't on their level or didn't know what was going on? And then even now, sometimes, like how you were saying, you have to warm up to the environment. Sometimes I feel like, oh, my God, my reading is choppy. I hate it right now. But then I know after a while when I warm up, even now, reading by myself or in front of people, once I get warmed up, then I'm flowing. I have to, like, get into a groove before I become comfortable. But then it was funny going back to back in the day. Later on in middle school, I overheard conversations like on a bus or hanging out um, at breakfast before school start about some, I forget what they were called, but it was like some book notes that was like this favorite website or famous website that everyone would go through. Book Rags, I think it was called. Everybody would go online and you type the name of the book in the chapter and it'll give you basically a summary. Oh, the cliff notes. Yes. (laughs) And I think it was another one called Book Rags too. And you go in there and it'll tell you the summary of the chapter. So then when the, the teacher will ask you, then you know the answers of what happened. And then um, for the homework, you just type the question in that your teacher gave you. And then that's how they were answering this stuff. I was like, oh, I thought y'all were reading this whole time. They're like, no, we ain't got time to read that. <laughs> Our school believed in giving you um, each subject had to give you 100. I said 100. My bad. Had to give you an hour worth of homework per night. And then mind you, I was a cheerleader too at that time. So I'm getting home at night at like maybe 7.30, 8 p.m. And then still having to do homework. And I'm falling asleep doing my homework and stuff. So it just made me uh, hate it. And then my mom uh, raising me, she loved books. So every Christmas or birthday and stuff, she would buy me books. And I tried my hardest to like read them and get into it. But I I just couldn't grow into like books. I just... I hated it because it it didn't make me feel confident. It made me feel like a loser.
1: So when did did you actually start to enjoy reading?
0: That's a good question because honestly, reading, uh, having to read still followed through college Mm -hmm. and in grad school, even though I wasn't reading novels or books or anything, I'm now reading research or textbooks and stuff like that. Even though it's not the same as reading novels and stuff, it's still reading uh so with that I was like I'm already reading in class I don't want to read outside of that but then I think like somewhere in the early 20s you other friends family members talk about books all the time and how fun it is and then I just saw book clubs popping up and stuff and I'm like what people really like books and then remember I said the earliest I can think of is Steve Harvey so I know like people talking about uh what's in the books and there's not a movie out about it so I had to pick up the book and read it. Um, So it had to be like my early 20s when I realized or when I chose myself to pick up a a book and read it. So I definitely know that I started off with self-help books and um, autobiography books. And then after that, um, just hearing or asking people about book recommendations, then I started to pick up other books.
1: But I think it's nice that you were able to create the space to have leisure reading on your own because yeah. I know I used to talk to my younger sister and I'd be like hey would you, would you read this do you like reading books I used to want to give her books I'm like no, I don't like reading I'm like do any of your friends read?" no we don't read I'd be like does anybody <laughs> read anymore <laughs> <laughs> won't be gifting you any books <laughs> yeah
0: but even with that I think to each his own. Like it's not leisure reading is not for everybody. Like somebody, some people might just want to draw in their leisure time or ride a bike in their leisure time. Everybody has their own thing. I just just make sure you know how to read and practice reading because, like we said earlier, things are quote unquote hidden inside of books. That's how it was um, in old times. So it's making sure that you are capable of reading. Like
1: read the but- fine lines, read the fine print, please. Read your contracts.
0: Right. Oh no. Yeah. That's read the documents. really, really read the important. The
1: paperwork. Read what you sign it. Don't sign your life away. At least read those things.
0: <laughs> How would you um, compare your reading when you were a child versus reading as an adult?
1: So as an adult. I read less novels and more bios and self-help books or books related to my career. It seems that since I've gotten out of school, I read more books that educate me than entertain me, which I think is good to a certain extent, but I want to get back into reading more novels just to relive how I felt back in the day and being able to get lost in my reading and having somebody call me and me not hearing them because I'm really stuck on these pages or I really just want to finish one more chapter before I go to bed. Okay, maybe I'll read two more chapters before I go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I missed that because I was the girl in high school, you would catch me reading at the bus stop, you would catch me reading in between breaks, at lunch, <laughs> on the bus, like all I was always, time. all the time, I was always reading something. So I've recently decided that I'm going to start reading novels again. So literally starting this month, I started reading my first novel in a long time, and I'm actually enjoying the journey of Reading a novel again is it's really, really nice just to jump into the story and not be in the environment that I'm in for just whatever however long that I decide to read. So mm-hmm. I try to read, well, I'm going to try to read at least one novel a month. So I give myself at least 30 minutes each day until it's time for the next book. So however long it takes me to finish reading 30 minutes a day, sometimes an hour, then that's when I'll go to go to the next novel so as of right now I'm reading two chapters in 30 minutes I'm kind of a speed reader but I also think the chapters are really short and it's and the book is entertaining so it makes it easy for me to go to the next chapter because I have read some bad books and it makes it hard to get to the next page but because I I was going to read it I'm like let me at least see how it ends I think the only book that I put down in the middle was like I don't think I'm gonna finish this it was The third installment of Fifty Shades of Grey. I never got through (laughs) I still didn't finish
0: that book. I still didn't finish it. I
1: never got through the third installment. I was like, I'm I'm not going
0: to be able to finish. And with that, it's like, you know how some shows, like Insecure, not the game. What is it uh, called with ghosts? Power. Power. Like certain shows like that, my cousins got me to watch it because they're like, oh, you got to get past episode three. You got to get past episode Five and then okay, it'll pick up from there. So, a lot of times with books, I'm like, it starts off slow, but it gets good. Mm -hmm. But with 50 Shades, the third book, like the first two were so good, but the third book, I tried to read that probably four times and I pushed myself to chapter four and I was like, all right, I can't. Like, I still got the book, but I just cannot.
1: I I gave it a go
0: several times and I'm good.
1: Oh my goodness. So hopefully I'm able to keep up with my goal. So since I am reading novels as well as still educating myself here and there with things that I still want to learn, I still read those too. So it's kind of like I'm reading twice a day or at least twice a few times a week, but I'm going to make sure at least 30 minutes a day I'm reading that novel
0: because I want to, I
1: want to get back into that realm and then also inspire myself because reading novels, it brings, it brings a lot of inspiration for other things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. So one day y'all going to see a novel written by Small loud Y'all better watch watch We're going to be on a bookshelf near you. <laughs> Coming
0: soon. Coming soon.
1: What about you?
0: So like I just shared, I absolutely despise reading as a child, as far as I can remember. I, I don't remember first grade Yaya or pre-K Yaya or anything like that. But when it came down to novels and reading that popcorn stuff, I hated it. So I've read because I was assigned to and that was just, you know, on a curriculum. But as an adult, I just been finding myself on Amazon.com and Barnes and <laughs> Nobles and at the Black bookstores and all of that, just picking up books. Like recently I just bought eight books.
1: Eight books? I, boy, I, books ain't cheap.
0: I know. And <laughs> I'm not a person who can read more than one book at a time. Like I can barely watch Netflix series like a whole bunch at one time. I like Mm -hmm. to finish one and then go to the next one. But it's just that excitement to know that that I'm interested in these books and I want to have them for when I'm ready to have them and not have to wait for the order. Yeah. And then two, uh, the furthest back that I can remember, aside from Think Like a Man, is (laughs) Michelle Obama's book. I remember first buying that book because of course, our first lady want to support her. Right. Um, two, I want to know her story. Like that, she was she's like Beyonce and Jay Z. Like you really don't know much about her. So it's like, oh, she had this juicy book that came out. But child, when I bought that book and saw how thick it was, I was like, oh no, this <laughs> thing too thick. I don't think I can do it. But when I started reading it, it gets to where you were saying it's so good I can't put it down. Mm-hmm. To the point where my mom was talking to me several times and like I can not hear her but I'm like I'm toning you out because I gotta at least finish this sentence oh no I got past the sentence gotta finish the paragraph all right maybe let me finish this chapter first and then I'll get to you because it, that book was so good it was so hard to put it down and I knew my mom bought it I knew my sister-in-law bought it I knew my aunt bought it and I think one of my friends at that time had it too I finished the book so fast. I was like, yo, did you finish it yet? Like I wanted to talk to somebody about the book, but nobody else had finished it. And some people didn't even crack it open yet. So I was like, oh my God, this is killing me. I need to talk to somebody about this book. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Elaine's book and several other books that I read. So now I'm in the book club where we are reading a book per month. But with that, I'm a little bit behind everybody else, not because... I'm reading slow but because with the book club initially we weren't buying the book until like the middle of the month and still finishing like having the book meeting mm-hmm. at the end of the month so uh, that's why I was a little bit behind but now we have the list of the books that's coming out so you can read at your own pace like if you want to buy it earlier, if you finish it earlier or you can start exactly on the first and then by the end of the month you can uh participate in the book club but I'm I'm going only and on to say basically that <laughs> when I was a child I did not like reading but now I'm really enjoying it so much like the same way that people tweet about shows that they're watching or like to gossip about shows that they're watching I'm looking forward to conversing about books that I've been reading with other people
1: See, that's what I want to do. That's why I want to be a part of a book club. Never been a part of one, but it's like when I finish the book, I want to talk about it because I have people that I talk to about certain shows that other people aren't watching. It's maybe just like one or two of us and we get into it. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to have that same experience with the book. I just don't want to be put on the time constraint of when I can finish the book. That's the only thing that has turned me away from um being a part of a book club but if I found a book club that I could read at my own pace depending I might finish it before it's time to finish but just knowing in my mind like there's no time constraint on when I have to finish it or how many pages I have to actually read I can get down with that I can get down with that let's discuss the book let's discuss the character what would you have done you know what did you enjoy what did you dislike? so
0: yeah I'll think about Mm -hmm. it (laughs) <laughs> I think also too uh, while you were saying that honestly a lot of us in the book club like we still go to the meetings even if we finish the book or not but we all have different lives like especially as an as adults we're not just kids hanging out after school like my I have friends and best friends who loved reading and they would talk about Sister Soldier and other books that they were reading at that time but I wasn't into that but now being into reading um, and being an adult I have my job and different things that I do. Um, A lot of the girls in the book clubs, are moms, or, you know, our wives and our doctors, like they have so many things going on as well. So some people opt to uh, get the audio books. And that's how they're like, um, oh, I got seven hours left of it, but I'll finish before Saturday. And they're able to listen while they're washing dishes and while they're driving and things like that and while I would love to do that like I enjoy podcasts I enjoy um things like that while I'm driving but for me I don't feel like I can go back to the initial sorry initial reason of why I love books which is getting lost in the book and not being distracted because I feel like if I listen to audit I'm not going you know to each his own but for Yaya I have to read the book because I can get distracted so much so that I will have to like try to rewind back to that same cue and that sense as opposed to just going up a paragraph and rereading it and making sure that I'm paying attention because like I said the same thing that happened with Younger Yaya which is that daydreaming and stop paying attention it still kind of happens a little bit now so I basically I prefer to turn the pages opposed to listening or having a light shining in my face reading books
1: yeah, I'm not an audiobook person, and I'm not a digital book person either. i like I yeah. prefer to have a physical book in my hand just to escape from having to be on a screen thinking about my eyes thinking about me getting headaches and having too much screen time having a physical book and then just seeing you know my bookshelf overflowing with all of these these it's books sick. that I have right it's just yeah. it just looks so nice you got education you got self-help you got novels over here you got non-fiction and fiction over here
0: <laughs> you got love loud over there
1: Hey, right? come on now poetry books exactly so I don't know I just it's just something about having a physical book like something similar to like writing with a pen and paper opposed to typing on a computer Like just getting away from the the screen and being able to focus when you on a screen something could pop up distract you something like that also it helps with the escapism of
0: the book right right I used to get the digital books only because I like I want what I want and I want it now but (laughs) that that light is crazy so um I've gone back to having the hardcover books as well but yeah um it's crazy how this hot topic came from us texting about what books we have right and <laughs> sending pictures we, of books
1: I got these books right now
0: <laughs> yes yeah, sending pictures of books and actually finding out you finding out that I never read no books when I was a young kid so <laughs>
1: Right, because I'm like, I think you got more books than me at this point. <laughs> yeah. You since you like you bought eight, and at this point, I think I have about
0: thirteen right here. But I also have books in storage. But so this was a this was a cool hot topic, and it's also relevant because we just had a National Reading Day or something like that.
1: Yeah, National Reading Day was at the beginning of the month, and then. The entire month is recognized for reading. It's a national, oh, yep, national month of reading, <laughs> and it was uh, national. It was read a book day. It was read national read a book day. That's what it was
0: on yeah. March second. So this podcast is to inspire you all to read a book. Read, read a, a book. Read, read a, a month, book. Read a read a book. Read a <laughs> month, month, book. Book. <laughs> Are you ready for our dorm stories? Yes. Let's get into it, girl.
1: Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? All right, in today's Dorm Story segment, we have a scenario coming from dyslexia.gale.edu. We're going to be reading a success story about Whoopi Goldberg, the Academy Award-winning actress. She's an Academy Award-winning actress, comedian, radio host, and television personality. She is one of the only 10 people to win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony Award, and is the first woman to be honored with the prestigious Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. In addition to her success on stage and screen, Whoopi has written three books, two of which are for children and is a UNICEF International Goodwill Ambassador. Seeing her now speaking for HIV and AIDS causes for UNICEF, sharing her quick, unique, and witty sense of humor on The View, it's hard to imagine that this successful woman once struggled in school, hearing words such as dumb and stupid directed at her. She didn't know it then, but there was a reason for her feeling as if she wasn't grasping anything taught in the classroom. Whoopi has dyslexia, but during her early years, she didn't have a diagnosis, only her self-given diagnosis as abnormally slow. You don't want to be retarded all your life, she tells Laura Randolph of Ebony Magazine in a 1991 article. I was retarded for a good part of mine, according to all the paperwork, and I just couldn't handle it. But she wasn't, quote unquote, retarded. She was extraordinarily gifted, and it is her acting talent and her dream of becoming an actress that kept her from giving up during difficult years of drug use, divorce, and learning to raise a child on virtually no money all before she turned 20. The good news for Whoopi is that while those in school may have called her dumb, her mother always told her that she could be anything she wanted. I knew I wasn't stupid and I knew I wasn't dumb. My mother told me that. She says in an interview with the Academy of Achievement in which she was inducted in 1994. Whoopi also believes that she grew up in an era where no one thought to tell her that she couldn't achieve her dreams. So she grew up wanting to become an actress and an actress she would become. She also flexes other aspects of her creative and brilliant mind as an author of two children's books, Whoopi's Big Book of Manners and Alice, and talks current events and politics with her co-host on The View, an Emmy Award-winning talk show on ABC.
0: Wow. That's, it's great that she had um, her mom in her life to be her cheerleader and say, you know, even though you have this going on, you can be anything you want to be or anybody you want to be in life, despite this, this doesn't define who you are. You, you're greater than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to share what dyslexia is. A general term for disorders that involve difficulty in learning to read or interpret words, letters, and other syllables, sorry, other symbols, but that do not affect general intelligence. And they have the opposite of that, which is alexia, which is somebody who didn't have a problem with reading, but then they kind of grew into it. They were fine reading before, and then all of a sudden they struggled. It's called Alexia.
1: Wow. That's actually my first time hearing that term. I didn't know there was Alexia.
0: Yeah, I just learned that today. Thank you, Google. (laughs) Thank you, Siri. I learn something new every day. It's true. So what do you think of her story?
1: I'm actually, I'm inspired by her story, especially the fact that what people may think of you Or where you come from, what you've been through, it doesn't necessarily have to define you. Like we all have to go through our own journey in order to become who we want to become. And we can't give up on the things that we want to do and the places that we want to go because we feel like we're being held back. We have to fight for what we want. We have to fight past our difficulties in life. Like everyone's capable of becoming greater than what they are. But if you don't put your best foot forward, there's no way possible that that's going to happen for you. So despite whatever you feel may be a challenge for you in your life, how are you going to get through that? Like how you said, it's a good thing that she had her mother reminding her that she can be whatever she wants to be. My mother has always told me the same thing, whatever I want to do, she's going to be there for me, but I got to put in the work. Like nobody's going to do it for me. So I can most definitely relate to that portion of her story. I don't personally have dyslexia, but I do know people that have suffered from dyslexia, like to the point where they either they read with their finger or at this point, they don't even read anymore, like they just listen to things because it's too difficult for them to grasp the words on the paper at one point I did feel like I did have it not understanding what it actually was when I was younger I'm a speed reader I read too fast so I easily like mix up words or put words in places where they don't belong so I have to go back and read a sentence about five or six times to fully understand what I was reading because my brain was moving too fast don't know if there's something for that (laughs) if there's a term for that look (laughs) down But it's like my brain reads a few sentences ahead while my eyes are still looking at another sentence. It's really weird. Mm. I don't know how that happens, but, yeah, i'm I'm definitely inspired by her story.
0: Yeah, for me, it kind of draws me back to middle school. No, this was actually high school. Um we were doing our popcorn reading in class, and one girl was reading, and she kept like having to start the sentence over because she kept skipping over words and stuff so all of a sudden the teacher had stopped and the teacher walked over to her telephone and started like looking for a phone number or whatever And we we're like what is she doing all of a sudden she picked up the phone and called the girl's parent and told her hey um we're in class and I see your daughter is seeming like she's having a hard time reading I think she has dyslexia that's the first time I swear any of us have ever heard that word?
1: Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. She did this in front of the class.
0: In front of the class, like we're in the middle of the we're in class. The girl is reading. She's having a tough time reading, but nobody's teasing her or anything. It was just like a word she kept messing up. So, um, the teacher stopped the class, went over and called her mom and said, "Hey, I think your daughter has dyslexia. You should get her checked out for it." So that was like messed up that she did that. But then afterwards, it kind of, like, triggered me and said, hey, is that the reason why I'm having a hard time reading? Like, do I, too, have dyslexia? Like, what's what's wrong with my reading? I think, in general, adults have to be careful of how they try to label children, especially in front of other children. Mm-hmm. That was messed up for her to do that um, in front of the group. Yeah, um, as in-
1: As an educator, that really rubbed me the wrong way because I would never, in front of students, (laughs) call a parent and explain an issue that needs to be spoken about in private, no matter what it is. Like, that's embarrassing one, like she's already having trouble reading in front of the class. Why not assist her and help her out with the word? I mean, I feel like that's something I would rather do in the moment, help them pronounce the word. But I wouldn't call a parent in the middle of class, in front of class, explaining what the issue could possibly be in regards to her struggling with reading.
0: Right. So like in this moment, thank God that we as her peers were supportive and we saw that being messed up even at that time. But imagine Whoopi or other students in this situation and they use that against her to tease her. Like you're causing more of a problem for this person, having people point and what they would be say, call them dumb or stupid. Like you don't know what's going on in that person's mind that they're already calling themselves dumb or stupid or feeling uncomfortable in the first place. And you popcorn them in and reading. And she opted to read and you're making her feel worse about herself. That's what I thought of when I heard the story. But again, like she didn't let that quote unquote handicap stop her. She still like, she has to read scripts in order to do what she's doing. So he didn't let the odds be against her and let that determine her future.
1: An inspiration for sure.
0: All right. You ready for our announcements, our community news?
1: I'm ready for our
0: community knees. sing it girl
1: it's time for announcements it's time for announcements it's time for announcements it's time for announcements that's right you better get up and shake your butt
0: shake your (laughs) blue thing (laughs) <laughs> I had to shake my groove thing. Shout out to your butt, your gooliest Maximus, for saving you
1: earlier. Exactly. Saving me earlier today. Shake Shout that thing. Out. Shake that thing. <laughs> Who knows? I promise you, had I not been working out as often as I do, that fall may have gone a lot differently. I wish I could replay the fall. I think the way that I... Way, aside from the fact that me falling is funny as hell, but I promise you, the way that I saved myself, it didn't further injure myself. I'm just like, I'm pretty damn strong, okay? i fell properly and when I fell on my butt my pinky toe was like what pain and that's why
0: I was able to laugh about it I'm like lord I saw my flash before my eyes alright y'all my bad I was just into the groove of dancing to Moni's jingle but our first announcement for today March question of the month is what do you appreciate most from the women in your life if you have not already checked out our Instagram page, we have been posting a few times each week to give you an opportunity to share your responses. If you answer on our Instagram page, you will be entered into a raffle to win a Love Loud t-shirt. And if you enter on our website, if you're a Love Loud member, you'll be entered into our raffle twice. So, kindly take a chance, take an opportunity to let us know what it is that you appreciate most from the women in your life.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also in honor of Women's History Month, we would love for you to tag your homegirls who own a business so that we can feature them on our page. March 31st, we have been featuring our favorite black women <laughs> so far on the page we have regina king and rihanna and serena williams check one of those posts and tag one of your homegirls under one of our women posts the women's history month to let us know who you would like to see featured because we feel it is important to honor each other doing our thing okay you know it's hard out here to be a woman sometimes <laughs> <laughs> So we got to lift each other up and uh, support each other. Amen. Give us our um, our flowers while we here.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And speaking of our question of the month, if you've been in tune with us for the last few months or year, you will know that we post our responses, meaning mine and Simone's, separate responses on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't already, you can check that out to find out what our answers are. Also... If you love what you hear, if you like what you see, like I always say, make sure you support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Um, If you like a video, hey, Press the like button, share with a friend, help us spread our word across.
1: Also, please, if you are interested, go to our website and sign up to be a member. It is not too late to receive a free membership pen. It is our Love Yourself Loud pen that we are giving to you just for signing up to be a member. A special little gift as a thank you. So, as a member, you definitely get some exclusive perks most definitely every time we have our question of the month you get entered twice y'all twice twice (laughs) just in case y'all didn't hear me the first twice okay (laughs) so and that's that's every single month that we have our question of the month something as a thank you for being part of the love loud community aka
0: the llc and if you enjoyed our podcast kindly let us know by sending us a review via email comments on our social media or a dm or if you know us personally we don't mind getting text messages so let us know (laughs) um let us know what you like what you love or what you suggest for us we will be receiving those with open arms and that is our community news for this podcast yes thank yes, you yes. so much for tuning into our episode this was really fun and it was also nice learning about you and um right what you well, like and you like about reading learning new things about each other who would have thought mm-hmm. as long as as long as
1: we've known each other we still learn about each other come on growth and relationship yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and
0: that that shows you know you never really fully learn or know somebody at a certain point learning about somebody and learning about things in general it does not stop it continues to go because people continue to change exactly i didn't know you in first grade when you were hooked on phonics so (laughs) i'm learning about that now (laughs) but yeah maybe we can read a a book together one day yes
1: we should do that have our own little personal book club
0: Club. Love loud book club.
1: I'm
0: just throwing yeah. that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, y'all. Until next time. You know when it uh, is. Princess Pocahontas and Snow Black. Snow Black <laughs> will be back in your ears in two, two weeks. Two And like Mona like to say, peace. Peace.